Welcome to the Geek Fitness Health Hacks Podcast, part of the geek to geek Podcast Network. I'm Beej, and I want to teach you how to live a healthy, fitness-oriented life without giving up the geeky awesomeness that makes you who you are. Today, I want to tell you my story. I used to be fat, you guys. I weighed 310 pounds at my heaviest, and I knew absolutely no way to lose it. I tried everything that I could, like almost every other obese person, and I thought that dieting was the way to do it. It was absolutely not the way to do it. The way that I was able to main keep it off for the last six years has been has been through a complete and total lifestyle change. I am not the person I was when I started this, and that's a wonderful thing. I learned how not to be a fat guy. I want to tell you guys exactly how I did that. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail today because I will eventually break this down into smaller podcasts and go really do a deep dive into individual topics, but I wanted to give you a relatively brief overview of who I am and what drove me to the point from being a completely sedentary geek who absolutely despised putting effort forth into anything. I really wanted to show you guys that it's entirely possible to go from being an overweight, lazy geek who really liked nothing more than to sit and play World of Warcraft for eight hours at a time, to being a guy who makes sure that he has time to go run every day to make sure that he hits the grocery store a couple of times a week who his friends make fun of because he talks about vegetables entirely too often because I really get excited about vegetables these days and eating well. I want to show you the steps that I took to really overhaul my life. I want to show you guys that it is entirely possible for anybody to do and that all you need is the right motivation. Mainly, I want to show you guys that this is possible through a lifestyle change and not through dieting. That this is becoming active and finding things that you enjoy and that you love. There are things that I like just as much as I like running dungeons in World of Warcraft and PvP. I found that running makes me feel every bit as wonderful as being able to get a new piece of epic armor. The only thing that gets you to lose an entire person's worth of weight is wanting it enough, having a reason to lose it, and being willing to make legitimate lifestyle changes that may seem absurd at first, but when you actually look at them and you look at the science behind them and you look at how everything ties together that is a much more sustainable lifestyle than what you had before. This podcast is going to be full of things that I did that will hopefully in some way help you. I've always been fat. As long as I can remember, I was the fat kid. I was the fat guy in a group of fat guys for a very long time. All of my friends tended to be overweight uh, until we went to college and that's okay. That's who I was. I didn't think a whole lot about it. I definitely didn't think about the health ramifications. I didn't think about my lifestyle. Growing up in the South, I mean, not to negatively talk about the South because I love being from the South, but our food is terrible for you. It is delicious, wonderful, artery-clogging goodness, and I ate like a Southerner. I was a meat, potatoes, and bacon kind of guy. I wasn't very active. I've never 
been a sports player. I've never been on athletics teams, really. And when I did play baseball, I would have rather have been in the dugout talking about books with my with my buddies. And part of that is because I liked video games. I've been a gamer since I was two years old. If you listen to the geek to geek podcast, I do. We talked about Nintendo a couple of weeks ago, and I talk about my history with Nintendo and getting an NES when I was two years old. So my entire life has been geeky. I've never been active. I've never enjoyed it. I didn't like being outside. I hated being in the sun. I don't like being hot. I did not like being sweaty. I did not like being dirty. So pretty much everything that being active meant I avoided for my entire life. I didn't like putting effort forth into things. I was the smart kid who didn't have to work at anything, so I didn't actually work at anything. I made it through school easily, and if something took effort, I didn't do it. That was part of the issue with losing weight as well. If it took effort and I just couldn't do it immediately, I wasn't naturally good at it, I didn't bother. It wasn't worth my time. So I lived my life as a fat guy. Every year, I would get just a little bit bigger. Sometimes I would gain 10 pounds in a year, sometimes 20, sometimes 30. And at my absolute biggest, I was 310 pounds. At least that's where I was. That is the biggest that I was that I weighed. I could have gotten up higher than that, but that is the biggest I ever saw on the scale. Like I said, I didn't understand health and fitness and weight loss and what any of them meant or how any of them interacted with each other. So when I got married... I weighed about 280 pounds. I tried to do the lose weight for your wedding thing, and it just didn't work. About six months after my wedding, we took a trip to Florida. So we had made reservations at Disney World to stay in one of the resorts and go uh, during the spring of 2010. We went, it was early June. We were so happy. We were having just an absolutely wonderful time. This was also the spring that the Wizarding World of Harry Potter was supposed to open up. That I remember watching everything about this, and they said they were opening in spring 2010. We were waiting for a while to make plans so that they would be open, and they never announced a date. They didn't announce a date. And so we finally had to make our plans to go to Slayage and go to Disney, and we saw that. The Wizarding World was opening two weeks after we were going to be there. So we were disappointed, but, you know, we decided to have have a good time anyway. While we were there, we found out that they were doing soft openings of the theme park. They were letting whoever was in Islands of Adventure during the, the soft opening, they were letting them into the Wizarding World so that they could try out the cast, they could rehearse things, they could make sure maintenance was good on all of the rides. So we were watching a Twitter hashtag called hashtag Potterwatch. I haven't checked it in a couple of years to see if there's anything still there, but it was fantastic for us. And it turns out people were saying they were just letting everybody in and having full access to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. My wife and I made a very impulsive decision. Even though we had already been to the Islands of Adventure and spent our money, we were going to spend extra money and splurge and go to the Wizarding World while we could. So we ran from the Animal Kingdom to the car and drove across Orlando, Florida, while my wife bought Universal tickets on her phone to not waste any time. 
Now we get there, and I am 310 pounds, mind you, and we start bolting, just running as fast as we can to the Wizarding World before they close it off. So we make it in. If you guys haven't been, it is phenomenal. It is it is lovely. It is just like walking around in Hogsmeade Village. It is one of the most magical places on Earth. It is awesome. The first thing we did was get butterbeer. Butterbeer is at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is delicious. We drank so many cups of this. It was a butterscotchy soda that had a vanilla cream on top of it. They're frozen and liquid versions, and I chugged this stuff. I chugged this stuff like it was water. I just drank and drank and drank. I probably had, over the course of the few hours we were there, five or six mugs worth of butter beer. That's a lot of calories, by the way, that, that, that I didn't even know what those were at the time. So they also had the rides open. They had Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, and they had the Dragon Challenge roller coaster. So we go to the Dragon Challenge. We go through, and we go through the queue, and we see the car and the Whomping Willow and all of this, and it's lovely. I get up there, and I'm ready to go. I mean, I'm excited. So I get in, and because I'm a big guy, I hit the fat guy seat. I go into the plus-size seat that they make on these. It's one of the roller coasters where you're suspended by a harness. So I go into the fat guy seat, and the guy comes up to latch my harness down, and he cannot get it clicked. It's supposed to click three times over me, and I cannot get it to click one time. This guy literally jumps into the air and puts his entire body weight on me to get this to actually fasten around my gut and it will not do it. Eventually, he leapt up and put enough weight, enough of his weight onto me that it clicked one time. He was able to barely get the seatbelt fastened and then sent us on our way. It didn't click three times. I'm sitting here on this roller coaster. So one of the happiest days of of my, my life at this point because we got to get into Harry Potter world early. And I am just sitting there thinking to myself, I'm going to die. 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 That is all I can think. I knew that I was going to be one of those people who was slung out of the roller coaster and just tumbling through the air and just splat somewhere down below. I knew that people were going to be watching me die on the evening news. My heart was racing. I was terrified. I could feel the harness just shaking as I'm, I'm, I have a literal death grip on this. And my entire life changed. That moment was when my life changed. I got off of the roller coaster and I told my wife about this and I told her that something had to give. I had this, as we call it in the South, I had my come to Jesus moment at this point where I wasn't going to let being fat ruin my life. I wasn't going to let being fat keep me from doing something that I had been wanting to do because I could not enjoy riding that roller coaster. I could not enjoy doing something I'd been looking forward to for years simply because I was too big for it. I was too fat to do it. And so I changed my life. Her parents at that point had been doing the low glycemic index diet where they had lost 40 pounds each without exercising. And for a fat guy who hated exercise, that sounded pretty good. So I told Jennifer right there, when we get back to Tennessee, I want you to find out from your parents what they did, get some details so that I can do this. I can't live my life like this. And she said, okay. So we get back to Tennessee. She tells them she gets the information. And honestly, it's not that bad. It's not that hard. You are not eating anything that can raise your blood sugar. 
The reason that so many Americans are overweight is because we have an incredibly carb-heavy and starch-heavy diet, which is fine if we were more active. We have so much excess energy that it turns to fat. I had lots of excess energy that had turned to fat because I wasn't actually doing anything. So what I did was cut out anything white. That includes bread, white potatoes, rice, sugar, pasta, and ended up eating a lot of meat and fruits and vegetables. This was not very easy and very, very easy at the same time. It was very easy in terms of what I could and couldn't have. If it was white, I didn't eat it, except for cauliflower, because cauliflower is lovely and wonderful. A lot of people say that they couldn't do this, that, oh, I eat so much bread. Oh, I eat potatoes all the time. And I'm like, yeah, so did I. I ate a lot of them. And then when I stopped, I lost 150 pounds. Well, it's not that simple, actually. But you can do this. You can cut out sugar. You can cut out bread. You can cut out potatoes and rice and pasta if you want to. You have to find substitutions for it. What I learned while I did this was that I could have two slices of bread a day or the equivalent of two slices of bread a day. That is whole grain or whole wheat or sourdough or rye. I would have a sandwich for lunch, a turkey sandwich for lunch or something like that, and then have only vegetables and fruit and meat for dinner. Or if I had eggs for breakfast, and if I had a chicken breast and a salad for lunch, then I would have sweet potato fries or a twice-baked sweet potato for dinner. And I talked about that twice-baked sweet potato in episode two of this podcast so you can go back and listen to it and find out how wonderful it is. If you start this diet, if this is something that you want to do, you should know that you will feel like a zombie for the first two weeks. I felt so bad. If you look on the internet, something called the keto flu, K-E-T-O flu, like influenza, you will see people talking about the idea of your body switching over from burning sugars and carbs into burning fat. You will see them talk about it feeling like flu symptoms because it is hard on your body. My dad looked at me a couple of weeks into me doing this and I kept falling asleep on him in the middle of conversation and he looked at me and he said, son, if this diet's making you feel this bad, you may want to consider doing something else. And he was right. I was like, I'm going to give it a little more time. If I don't feel any better, then I'm going to try something else. But then I got better. After that, after those first couple of weeks, my energy level spiked. They evened out after that, and I just had energy. I didn't have to worry about crashing on sugar or caffeinating myself. It was awesome. I, I felt better than I had felt in years. And I was never hungry. I was always full because it was high fiber, high protein, high fat, but moderate to low carb, which was great for my lifestyle at that point because I was being very inactive. But that's what I did to lose weight. I cut out sodas, sugar, and anything white. And within the first, I want to say, month and a half, maybe two months, I'd lost 30 pounds. It was absolutely lovely, you guys. The best part was I didn't even lift a finger. It just kept melting off. By the time Halloween came and my anniversary came, I was down to about 250. I'd lost about 60 pounds. It was magnificent. It was, it was brilliant. But then I hit a plateau at about 250 pounds. And that's when I was talking to one of my students after a night class, and she told me about a medical weight loss plan that she was on. Phenermine is a miracle drug. 
you have so much energy and so much focus that everything in the world seems like a good idea. It is magnificent and wonderful if you do it correctly. I do not suggest this for most people. Let me say that again. I do not suggest most people doing Fentermine. I do not suggest this. It's the same as the gastric bypass surgeries in that if you fall within a certain set of parameters, it will work for you. If you are outside of that, then it is not for you. Please actually consult your doctor and look up literature and talk to people who have done it. Because what phenamine does is it is a massive stimulant. What it does is it gives you an incredible boost to energy and cuts your appetite to nothing. I felt full after taking just a couple of bites of something, and I had enough energy that I never wanted to stop moving. But it also dried my body out. It made me have cotton mouth, and I needed to drink a lot more than I was. And I gave myself kidney stones from not drinking enough. So if you do this, you need to be aware that when they say that you need to drink extra... It's not just a little extra. To this day, you guys, I carry around a bottle of water with me everywhere I go because it became such a habit that I had to have a full bottle of water everywhere I went. Using the Phenermine, I lost another 50 pounds. But everyone I talked to said that if you do this, once you stop taking the drug, you gain all of your weight back. And the part of me on the inside that really truly needed that not to happen said, yeah, well, this is when I need to start exercising. So I started running. I started cycling. That was absolutely the best thing I could have done because I got myself in the habit of living an active lifestyle instead of relying on the drug to make me thin. I decided to actually make myself healthy. One of my friends was dating a guy who is now her husband, and he rode his bike every day to work. And so I thought, well, it's my summer break. I can ride my bike all around town. So I sold a short story. It was the first professional short story I ever sold. Took that money, bought a bicycle, and then after that, when I'd gotten down, that was about 2.30. When I'd gotten down to about 2.20 or 2.15, I started doing couch to 5K, and then I kept running from there. My dad died in 2012, and I gained back up to about 2.30, and then I got back, I'd, I'd stopped being on Phenermine at 200, and I got back on Phenermine at 2.30, started cycling, started running, lost down to 175 before I t went off of it, and then because I had the habit of cycling and running and eating well, I lost from 175 to 155 after that. It took, all told, around three years total to lose the weight. Today, I have a daily running habit. I'm working on a run streak right now. I am healthy. I like way more vegetables than I did because I didn't have an option but to eat more things because I'd cut out the staples of my diet. I learned how to eat. I learned how not to be a fat guy. And that really is the most important part about this. Diets don't work. Diets don't work at all because they're temporary. I learned how to live a healthy life because I cut out things that were bad for me. Not that carbs are bad, but I say that because of the lifestyle I was leading, I couldn't process them like they needed to be processed. So when I started running, I actually had to get used to eating more carbs. I started eating oatmeal because of that so that I could have more energy to go run. And now I don't watch that kind of thing anymore because I'm so active. I just look at the normal number of calories and nutritional information. The easy way to look at this is 
eat the outside of the grocery store. If you have to go into the aisle, make it very sparing. You know, you get mustard, you get things like that. But if it comes out of a box or a can, you can pretty much avoid it if you have the time to cook. And the healthiest stuff you can get is in the produce section, in the fresh meat section, and, and dairy sections. Before taking on and changing my life like this, my wife and I would go grocery shopping once a month, maybe once every two months. We would just stock up and then go. Now I'm at the grocery store two or three times a week getting fresh produce, getting fresh stuff so that we can cook. It was not a diet. It was not something that I temporarily did. I learned how to eat good things and things that are good for me experimented with recipes, found out the kinds of stuff that I like, and then started adjusting my diet based on my lifestyle. And that's what I suggest to you guys. If you want to lose weight, if you want to get active, I want you to know that it is completely possible even if you don't know what you're doing. Because when I started this, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Say that in the most non-self-deprecating way possible, I had no idea what I was doing. There's a story that my wife tells that pretty much sums up what I knew about nutrition, and it is what we call it the three hot dog story. What happened was that she was at my house one day, and we decided just to eat lunch with what we had around, and I had some hot dogs in the fridge. So she's like, I'm going to heat me up a hot dog. And she's like, how many do you want? And I said, three. And I'd been complaining earlier about being fat and eating lose weight, and she said, well, you know, if you eat two hot dogs, that's a start. And I just cocked my head to the side like a dog and I looked at her and I said, but I ate three hot dogs. Because every time I ate hot dogs, I ate three hot dogs. It was not up for debate. It was not something that I could, that I could change. This was what I did. And until I was willing to change, until I was willing to look at the things that I did, I could not have changed. When I realized that I was choosing to do that instead of it just happening, that was when I was able to change my life. You see, if I had never gone to Harry Potter World and not been able to fit on that roller coaster, I honestly don't think that I would be here. Because nothing in my life had gotten me to the point where I was angry at being fat. Nothing in my life had done that. Because I was smart. I was charismatic. People tended to like me. I, I always had a girlfriend. I was fine. And then I couldn't fit on that roller coaster. And I realized at that point that being fat could hold me back. And it was something silly, but it was something that at the time was so important to me. It was something that was, it, it really was a metaphor for the rest of my life that I could not live my life the way that I wanted to because I was fat. So I changed it. If I had been able to fit on that roller coaster and had not been afraid for my life, it would have taken me much longer to change my mindset and get motivated to do it. My dad died in 2012 after 12 years of heart problems. After that, I gained 40 pounds and I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was 170 over 100. They were terrified for me. I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to die early. He died when he was 60. I learned in Hogsmeade Village that being fat and being overweight would hold me back from doing the things I wanted to do. And then when my dad died, 
I realized that there was a health component to it as well, that it wasn't just a size thing, that fitness and weight loss are great for size and looking looking good. But what I learned was that none of that matters if you're unhealthy. My dad was a tiny guy. He weighed 150 pounds most of the time soaking wet, and he still had a heart attack. He still had 12 years of heart problems, and he was a construction worker. Now, of course, he smoked forever, but... Outside of that, it runs in my family. I know that my aunt has heart problems. My grandma had heart problems, and it terrifies me. So this isn't something that I took lightly. This isn't something that I just decided, oh, I need to be pretty. Oh, I need to be buff and handsome. No, I changed my life because of these two incidents so that I could both live the life that I want to live and that I could literally live the life that I want to live and not die early because there are people here who care about me. So that's what I want to leave you with. I want you guys to know that this is a lifelong commitment. This is something that you don't do temporarily, but I cannot tell you how much better I feel as a person, how much more energy I have, and just how much better my life is since I lost weight. And it's not because I lost weight. It's because I'm healthy and active. I actually feel better. That's my story. That's who I am. That's why I'm talking to you guys every week here about fitness and about health and why I take this so seriously. I forget sometimes how hard it was, but I really, really, really understand the kinds of things that you guys are going through. So if you have any kinds of questions or comments or need encouragement, please, please do not hesitate to contact me. I want to be able to hear from you. So find me on Twitter at at Professor Beach. Find me on Instagram as at geekfitness underscore, the Geek Fitness website, geekfitness.net, and you can email me at healthhacks at geekfitness.net, and I'll talk, I will help you, I'll do whatever I can. If you're looking for a longer-form podcast with opinions and in-depth conversation about all things geeky, join me along with my co-host Void every Thursday night on the geek to geek podcast. I'll make sure I throw a handy link in the show notes so you can find it. And don't miss the other shows on the geek to geek podcast network. Video Game News Now is a show where Void recaps the gaming news headlines of the day so you don't have to. He releases that five days a week. And then we have the Comic Box, which is where Comic Book Rob talks in-depth about the current state of the comics industry and tells me what to read because he has better recommendations and tastes in comics than I do. So until next time, guys, bye.